Hello, this is episode 306 and in it I'm going to talk about a significant and influential project risk when it comes to finalising things with your chosen builder and moving into construction. This project risk I'll be talking about is based on one of my five factors that impact every step and every decision in your project journey. What are those five factors? Well, they're cost, time, team, design and you. In this episode, I'll be sharing a major time risk that can have significant impact and sometimes be truly devastating when building or renovating. Because if you don't handle this well, you can be legally bound to a working relationship with your builder that can be financially challenging to navigate and super stressful. It can be the cause of budget and time blowouts and be difficult and expensive to terminate. Now, remember, if you'd like to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus information on the resources that we discuss, you can find all of that at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 306. That's the numbers 306. Now, let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to Elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee, the architect behind Undercover Architect. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've been working in the architectural industry since 1993. I founded Undercover Architect in mid-2014 and since then it has operated online to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building or renovating your home. Undercover Architect supports hundreds of thousands of homeowners across the world through their project journeys via this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship online program, Home Method. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally. Whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget, it's here to support and guide you on this ambitious journey of yours. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now let's get into the episode. Before I jump into this conversation, if you haven't checked out episode 305, the last episode, make sure you put that on your list to listen to or download the free PDF transcript. In it, I discuss the cost risk of saving your money for construction and I share information about what the evidence of this risk is, the outcome of exposing yourself to this risk, the three main reasons why I believe people do expose themselves to this risk, knowingly or unknowingly, and five tips to help you avoid this risk or minimise the impact of it if you've already got your project underway. I'm going to structure this episode similarly as we talk about the time risk that I see really tripping you up when you are diving into the construction of your renovation or new build. This time risk is this, not allowing sufficient time to properly review and understand the building contract that you're signing with your chosen builder for the construction of your new build or renovation. When you don't manage this risk and you don't get help with reviewing and understanding the building contract before you sign it and commit to what it obligates you to do, there are a few things can happen. Firstly, you're naively and blindly signing a legal agreement that is binding you into a working relationship that can last months and years depending on the conditions of the contract. You're not aware of what you're agreeing to and if the contract conditions are fair or reasonable. You're not understanding what the contract requires of you and obligates you to fulfil. You also don't understand the contractual processes that you can expect your project to follow or what to hold your builder to account to. 
and you can be setting yourself up for a huge amount of additional costs, longer timeframes than expected and big challenges during your build. You can have very little scope to protect yourself or seek damages if things do go pear-shaped. You can run into issues with any finance arrangements that you have not being fulfilled appropriately and causing issues with your project's progress. You can expose yourself to huge cash outlays unnecessarily due to the structure of the progress draws. If things are delayed, then you can be out of pocket in managing your living expenses while still dealing with an unfinished project. You can be in breach of contract without even realising it. And it's only once something has gone wrong on your project that you look to your contract and then and only then do you understand how off track things have been or what strife you're actually in. You only have to see the suggestions of don't pay the bill to that last payment in the free Facebook groups to see how easy it is for people to take actions that will actually put them in breach of their contracts as clients. Plus, so much more can go wrong. Now, the evidence of this risk will usually be the fact, the evidence that you've actually exposed yourself to this risk is that you've not spent a lot of time with your builder prior to commencing construction. You've not seen a draft copy of the contract prior to your finalised version being sent to you. You've not sought legal advice about the contract. You're racing to get things finalised so that you can proceed with construction. Things will feel stressed and hectic. The builder is potentially pressuring you to hurry up and sign so that you can keep your spot in their pipeline. And signing a contract is being handled quite casually overall. So all of these things can be evidence of the risk that you've exposed yourself to in not sufficiently allowing time to review your contract. So before we explain the reasons that I see homeowners actually expose themselves to this risk, let me mention this. Your timeline in your project needs to allow for sufficient time to support you to read, review and understand your contract before you sign it. This includes seeing a draft copy of it prior to signing your vinylised version. This includes the builder walking you through it to explain what is relevant for your project. This includes you seeking legal advice on it and what it contains. And this includes you being willing to not sign the contract if it is too onerous, it doesn't make sense or you feel that you're being rushed and pushed. So let's go into more detail. There can be many, many reasons as to why many don't allow sufficient time in their project to read, review and understand their building contracts. And these are the top three, I think, why th that exist, why you don't take the appropriate time to review and understand your contract prior to signing it. So let's go through these one by one. The first reason can be that you feel that it's a standard document. So I've spoken to so many homeowners after they've got into trouble with their construction process and they've simply told me that they thought the contract that they were signing was a standard document supplied by an industry body and that someone with some authority would have ensured that it was okay, fair to all involved and a satisfactory arrangement. Or because they thought it was a standard document, they felt there was little point understanding it because it's not like they could change anything in any way. And both of those views are incorrect. It is true that most building contracts are based on a standard template. And in Australia, there are various templates of building contracts based on the size, the type and the cost of the building project. And builders can prefer one template over another based on the organisation that they're a member of or the structure of the contract or the delivery of the project. Now, the most common versions when it comes to residential renovations and new builds uh, in Australia are contracts that are supplied by the Master Builders Association or MBA. 
the Housing Industry Association or HIA and there's a contract called ABIC or Australian Building Industry Contracts. Now ABIC is a standard form contract that's produced by Master Builders Australia with the Australian Institute of Architects and it's generally used when an architect is administering the contract for a project as it enables the nomination of a superintendent in the, pro- in the contract. Now, this episode, it's not, it's not, I'm not spending time in this episode explaining all of the contract to you, what to be aware of and what to ensure is included or excluded and the specific terminology. That's not what this episode is about. I do have some resources to help you with that and I'll share those with you later in the episode. However, I do want to mention here that whilst the contract you're signing may be branded to one of those templates and look for all intents and purposes like a standard form contract, There can be special conditions, addendums and amendments made to it that can vary it quite dramatically from the original form. And you won't know that unless you allow time to read, review and understand the contract before you sign it. Something that is worth understanding and that I see many overlook is that a contract has obligations for both parties it is between. Many assume that a building contract is all about making the builder do certain things or holding the builder under certain obligations. However, any building contract will also obligate you as the paying party and it's important that you have a clear understanding of what those obligations are and where they may have been amended from the standard template. Additionally, it's also worth understanding that many areas in the contract require specific information to be filled out by your builder for your project. Where those areas are not filled out by your builder to be specific to your project, there will usually be a default that the contract item will defer to. And what's really interesting about some of the standard template contracts is that those defaults, they're often more suited to a volume or a project builder delivering their project in shorter timeframes than most custom renovations or new builds. So if you're doing a custom project, the default most likely won't suit you. And in fact, it can penalise you should that specific item in the contract need to be exercised. I really encourage you to ask your builder for a draft copy of the contract that they intend to use in your project. And you can actually do this at the point of interviewing them as your potential builder. So very early on, you can see the type of contract that they'll use and you can review it to see if there's anything that jumps out at you. Now, most of the avenues that builders source their contracts from, they actually require them to purchase it specifically for your project. So often a builder won't do that, won't pay for your specific contract until they're at the point of knowing that your contract is ready to go ahead. And that's gonna be at the pointy end of getting ready for construction. However, you can always ask to review a draft version of your contract prior to the final version being resolved. So ensure that you don't treat your building contract as a standard document. Review a draft copy of the one that your builder will use and discuss how it's gonna be amended for your project understand how it's structured, what it means, any special conditions your builder may have included and what they mean for your finances, your legal responsibilities, your risk management overall and your project completion. Now let's have a look at the next reason. So the next reason is number two and that's the time to review your contract gets lost in all of the other activities that can happen prior to commencing the build phase of your project. Reviewing a contract properly will take some time and so it's my recommendation as well that you also seek legal advice before being willing to sign it and this means allowing for time to do all of that in your project progress. 
However, if you've taken a traditional approach to your project where you've gone to tender to a selection of builders and then you've chosen one to proceed to contract with, I find most homeowners are in a big hurry at that point to get their project build started. This can mean that you're racing through all of those necessary last steps before the builder can commence construction. And this is one of the many problems of tendering your project because what often happens is you've worked with an architect or a building designer for some time, usually a long time, and you have a finished package of drawings that have usually gone through their necessary approvals. You're ready to build and you want to get started ASAP because you've spent all this money and time getting to this point and you most likely have a design that you've mentally moved into and you're trying to create certainty around cost and overall timeframes and when this project will be completed and how it's going to fit into your life. And so you're looking for builders who are going to be ready to start soon so you don't have to accommodate a big holding pattern whilst you wait for their avail availability. Now, if a builder has tended properly, you're most likely, you've most likely waited anywhere between six and ten weeks for them to prepare a formal quote for your project and then you've had to assess whether that tender is affordable for you. And it's really common for homeowners to be getting super impatient at this point because their finished home can feel so close and there can be such an urgency to just to get things happening on site. However, what can also be common is that a lot of the time tenders won't come back as expected price-wise. And so often a client is then working with their preferred builder to negotiate the price, juggle around what that scope might include, potentially do some small redesigns that don't jeopardise approvals and be juggling information backwards and forwards between themselves, the designer and the builder to bring the tender price back within acceptable limits. Now, once that exercise has happened and everyone is relieved that this project is actually doable, the contract quickly gets drawn up as a necessary legal step in the process. The clock is ticking because you've agreed a price and you want to get started ASAP and the contract can just feel like a formality in the process. And at the same time, you might be sorting alternative accommodation, the builder might be setting up orders, organising specific things for site, there might also be some final documents to sort out, fees to be paid, approvals to finalise and insurance to settle. The contract time is a crunchy time generally with a fair amount of moving parts coming together to get the legal working relationship across the line and if this is all happening off the back of a successful tender it can mean that it's all very hectic and pushed and in that you can have not created the sufficient time to provide you with the space, the opportunity for legal advice and the opportunity to review and understand the contract. I get it. I so get it. It can be a hugely exciting time, especially after a long design and approval process. You're navigating through getting your project documented, you're making selections, etc. And then you're patiently waiting for this selection of tender builders to prepare their formal quotes. And it's super understandable that you just want to get started and make things happen by getting that contract signed. However, this is unfortunately where big problems can be created, ones that you actually won't see until you're into your build phase and you're already legally committed. Because in the haste to sign the contract and get things started, you can enter the construction process really exposed to problems, financial issues and special conditions that mean the builder isn't really accountable to a timeline or a cost and that can bring about huge budget and time blowouts in your build. Now, this is one of the reasons that the PAC process can be so great or the paid as consultant process because by paying a builder as a consultant during pre-construction and having the time to work closely with them and your designer, you can be discussing all of the nuances of the contract during pre-construction. 
The builder can be educating you about what will happen if there's a variation during the build or a need for an extension of time. They can explain what might bring about latent conditions on your site or other terminology in the contract and the specifics for your project. And you can do all of this whilst you have the time to understand, ask questions and get legal advice and not feel pressured that it's all having to happen as fast as possible so that you can just get your build started. You can understand all of this, you can get legal advice on this whilst you're still designing your future home. Plus, the pack process, of course, comes with loads of other benefits that I won't go into now, but I will pop some resources for you in the show notes for this episode if you want to learn more about this alternative to tendering your project. Needless to say, though, don't let the fast-paced urgency of getting your project to commence construction mean that you don't allow sufficient time to review and understand your building contract and what it means for your working relationship with your builder. Now, better yet, when you're actually sending out your tenders to a range of builders, ask them for a draft version of the contract that they traditionally use so that you've got some time to review them. And you can also see if the structure of their contract will play into your decision making about which builder you might prefer to use when their tenders come back. Let's have a look at the third reason why you might expose yourself to this time risk. So number three is that the builder doesn't know or isn't able to educate you about the contract through their own lack of knowledge or they dismiss the need to get it reviewed legally. Now, you may have heard me share this story before. When Dwayne and I, we presented our very first workshop to a group of builders back in August 2019, we actually asked the room to, by a show of hands, share who had read the contract that they were providing to their clients. We were in a room full of builders and only a few builders actually put out their hands. Most of them had never read the contract that they were signing with their clients. And I've seen this continue to be the case. So much so that we do a lot of training inside uh, my other business, Live Life Build, around building contracts. We work really closely with our members to help them understand them. We have a diagnostic tool for builders to assess themselves and their businesses. It contains 14 segments and contract is one of them. And our builder members, they rate themselves every 90 days on these 14 segments. And that includes their understanding of their contracts and how they're executing them in their projects. We teach builders that the contract is actually the rules of their project execution. And it doesn't really matter which contract a builder uses, the definitions and the contract conditions, they usually explain exactly how specific contract activities need to be executed, such as variations, extensions of times, etc. And the number of times that I've been in a free Facebook group where someone has complained about their builder and it's obvious that the builder hasn't followed the contract conditions and the client hasn't known that these contract conditions even exist because no one has actually read the contract before they got started. Now, another thing that can happen is that the builder can also dismiss that legal advice is required in the review of your contract. And they can do this for a few reasons. They can do this because of their own lack of knowledge. They can be in a hurry to get the job started for cash flow reasons and they don't want it delayed by a lawyer's review. Or it can be because they've actually included some onerous and even unfair contract conditions that they'd rather not have a lawyer revealing to you. Your builder should actually sit down with you and they should spend a couple of hours explaining your contract to you prior to you signing it to help you understand what the various terminology means and the specific situations to be aware of. Contracts are full of legal jargon and building terminology that you most likely won't understand. And I've seen homeowners assume so much about what their builder will apparently do or not do during their build, but not realise that the contract, had they made the time to review it, would have ironed out those assumptions. 
So ensure that your builder is someone who can actually walk you through the contract that they're signing with you and that they use it as an opportunity to educate you about contractual processes and what you need to be aware of. It's actually a really great way to see if your builder is a good fit, if they're operating professionally and if they understand the impact of the contract in working with you. Good builders will also support you getting legal advice if you so wish to, which I suggest you do. The contract is likely to be a document binding you to working a working relationship that's going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more. So it's definitely valid to get legal advice to understand it better. Okay, so to help you understand this time risk of not allowing sufficient time to read, review and understand your building contract and also your construction process generally, there's loads on Undercover Architects website, podcast and in my online courses and programs that can help you. So I wanted to run through some resources that you can review. In season 13, there's an episode number eight. It's called Before You Start Construction on Your New Build or Renovation, What You Need to Know First. It's a lengthy title, I know. But season 13 is actually called Your Next Best Steps. And in that season, I did an episode on each of the stages that I see people move through in their projects. Each episode of season 13 deals with a specific stage. And that last episode, episode eight, it covers some specific things to know before construction begins. I actually rebooted that episode uh, again in episode 230 because it was the most popular episode from the year that it was published. So all of the episodes that were published in the year that season 13 was published – that, that's, that episode eight was the most, uh, the most downloaded one. So make sure you check that out. Now, season seven of the podcast, it's an incredibly helpful season for anyone wanting to know more about the stages of construction. In it, I spend time with builder Dwayne Pierce going through each stage of construction in a build or reno. We talk about what happens, who you can expect to see on site and what to understand about the way construction progresses. Now, I created that season because I got so upset seeing homeowners paying large amounts of money to their builder, not knowing really what had been completed on site, not being able to assess if construction was progressing as it should and inevitably getting into trouble in their build. There's a couple of episodes in that season that go into the contract process itself, including a conversation with a lawyer, Despina Priala, about some specific contract terminology to be aware of. And that season is a summary, it's a small view of a course that I used to have called Manage Your Build. Manage Your Build now lives as a bonus inside Home Method, so that's where you can access the online course that I refer to in that season. Now, checking your construction drawings, that's all part of getting ready for your contract and construction. And so I created an episode to help you actually check your construction drawings yourself. You can find that at episode 274 or there's a downloadable free PDF transcript. I've actually got a more comprehensive checklist to check both your design and your constructions drawings that's included inside Home Method. It's a really, I think homeowners don't spend enough time actually reviewing their drawings because they don't know how to and that's why those checklists are super valuable. Now, Choose Your Build, that's a mini course that I created to share my five C's when choosing a builder. It includes a workshop where I step you through these five C's, what they are and what they tell you about a potential builder. And there's a downloadable checklist of questions uh, to ask and checks to make so that you can do your due diligence on the builder properly and you can effectively interview your builder and get the information that you need. Now, one of the five C's that I take you through is contract and it'll help you understand how to have a conversation with your potential builder well before you're getting to the point of signing that contract with them. 
Now, uh, one of the member stories that I have is a really great example of what happens when a homeowner actually decides to make the time to review their contract prior to the build and pays attention to the red flags. Linda explains her experience of being pushed by a builder into a contract and deciding that she wanted to learn more before she signed the contract to ensure that she was protected. So make sure you check out that link. It's a super helpful episode. Uh, it's actually a video that's on the website. So you, uh, I'll put the link into the resources and you can find that. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the PAC process or the paid as consultant process, where you bring a builder on board as a paid consultant during the pre-construction process to work collaboratively with you and your designer, and you have that builder provide input on cost and buildability along the way whilst your design is developing, then episodes 201 to 205 are going to be super helpful. So they've got uh, episodes about the what and the why of the pack process. And then I also interview a designer, a builder and a client and they help share the perspectives of um, each of them involved in the pack process, what their experience of, uh, of it was uh, when uh, executing their renovation project. Really, really great content if you want to understand more about what it's like to have a builder working collaboratively with you during pre-construction. Now, lastly, this situation of understanding your contract, it's no different if you're working with a volume builder. They are definitely not using templated contracts. However, what you'll find is that you're often signing the contract quite early in the process and it comes with a, another layer of obligations and conditions. So it's, it's, it's especially important to get legal advice and to understand it thoroughly. And I've seen contracts for volume builders be quite open-ended when it comes to timelines and potential variations with loads of wiggle room that often favours the builder. You want to know what you're signing up for before you're agreeing to these kinds of contracts. I've actually had people back out of those contracts once they've seen what what was being required of them and the volume builder not entertaining any wiggle room in editing the contract at all. So uh, make sure you check out episode 273 and episode 274. Uh, you'll learn more there about working with a volume builder and what to be aware of as well. And of course, inside Home Method, it is great to see members sharing what they're doing to ensure that their contract is correct and the support that they're accessing inside Home Method and from the community to navigate this important milestone in their project. I really love seeing them being so savvy as they get ready for construction because it's super, super important. As I said, I'm going to pop all the links that I've mentioned there, all those resources into the resources for this episode. So you can find all of that by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 306. Let me finish with five tips for you to avoid the time risk that is associated with not allowing sufficient time to read, review and understand your building contract before you sign it. So tip number one, is when you're interviewing potential builders, ask what form of contract they use for their projects and request to see a draft version of it. Number two is when discussing the timelines for your project, make sure you allow some time at that contract signing stage for you to read the contract yourself, walk through it with your builder and also get it reviewed by a lawyer. Number three is don't assume that you're signing a standard form contract and that you don't need the time. Read through it in detail. Ask the builder where they've amended or added information so that you can get greater clarity about the specifics and how they relate to your project. Number four is do some research ahead of signing your contract on the various terminology and definitions in detail so that you understand how contract processes such as variations, extensions of time, etc., all need to be contractually managed. This will help you learn more about what is available to keep your builder accountable under the contract. And number five is familiarise yourself also with what your obligations are legally inside the building contract so that you don't get into trouble later by being in breach of the contract. 
Now, a last thing that I wanted to mention is this. Your contract signing involves a lot of other processes and requirements that you need to get educated about so that you can manage your risk overall. This was particularly highlighted in the 2023 Porter Davis collapse. Uh, This volume builder went into liquidation. They left over 1,700 projects unfinished at the time. Plus, there were another 770-odd contracts that were signed with work yet to start. Now, of those contracts, Porter Davis had actually collected deposits on 560 contracts but hadn't arranged the mandatory builder's warranty insurance on their client's behalf. So, contract had been executed no builder's warranty insurance. And that means that there's no legal recourse to get that deposit back via the insurance policy. So fortunately for those homeowners, just because of the sheer scale of it, the Victorian government decided to step in and compensate homeowners. Uh, I'm not sure if it was to the full amount of their deposits, but they did decide to help out. And it's it's, it's really something that could have been avoided if the proper procedures had been followed. And those clients had been aware that what was actually legally required in the execution of the contract before they paid their deposit. Uh, And, you know, not everybody's going to get a situation where the government will step in to help them out. So it's really important that you understand all of the processes involved in moving through this important milestone in your project process and that you treat the signing of the building contract as the big deal that it is. Protect yourself and your investment in your future home by understanding the legal ramifications of your building contract. It is a big step in any project. It's often getting handled very casually, but when a building project has hiccups or it goes pear-shaped, the contract is what provides you with your pathway through it. And so you need to know what it involves and what it will mean for your project. And as I said earlier, the contract is literally the project execution handbook. So it's a great way to know that your builder is handling timelines, claims, notifications and communication with you and your working relationship effectively. Don't naively or blindly trust the builder as you step into your contract with them. Instead, trust them from a place of being informed and educated, getting the right advice, knowing the builder also understands the contract and knows how to execute it properly and you set yourself up for success by not racing through this important step in your project. Now, next time uh, on the podcast, we're going to jump into a risk associated with the next of my five factors and that will be a team risk. So stay tuned for that. A few reminders for you before I finish up. So my five factors uh, that I believe thread through every decision and every step in your project of cost, time, team, design and you, they actually form the framework of my online DIY course, Project 101. And I created this online course uh, earlier earlier in 2023 because I had people reaching out to me to say, look, I want to join Home Method when I'm more serious about my project, but right now I'm not sure how to proceed, but I still want to make sure that I'm doing the right kind of research or they were saying that they just wanted something that they could do on a weekend, which would give them a jump start in their project planning and getting ready to renovate or build. They knew that they needed to be better informed, but they didn't feel that they could commit to a comprehensive program like home, or they just wanted to get their head in the game before making that decision to join Home Method, and they needed something streamlined to digest uh, those curated essentials for them. So in response to this, I created Project 101 and Project 101 summarises and streamlines the vital information to make your project a success and it's delivered in an efficient and online experience. It's self-paced, self-study to help you get your project ready so you can make big progress in your project preparation, learning and research. Now, as a podcast listener, right now you can access a $450 saving when you join Project 101. So head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project and you can see more information about that. 
If you'd like a transcript of this episode, you can get a free download of it and all of the resources that I've mentioned by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 306. That's the numbers 306. If you're a like-minded industry professional that helps homeowners renovate or build their homes and you'd like to be able to connect more with the Undercover Architect community who are looking for people like you, make sure that you uh, check out the UA Army. It's free to join and you can find out more information by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash army, A-R-M-Y. Lots of links, but they're all in the resources for you as well. And remember, of course, I'm waiting for you with an incredible community of like-minded, savvy and supportive homeowners inside my flagship program, Home Method. Through the course content, coaching and community, there's all that you need in there to create your future home in the best possible way, making the most of your budget, your time and your site. And it is definitely a great way for you to manage risk and to set yourself up for success and confidence. You can find out more about Home Method by heading to the Undercover architect website or to homemethod.com.au as always thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally until next time bye just a reminder all content on this podcast is provided by undercover architect for reference purposes and as general guidance it does not take into account specific circumstances and should not be relied on in that way you should seek independent verification or advice before relying on this content in any circumstances, including but not limited to circumstances where loss and damage may result. The views and opinions of any guests on the podcast are solely their own and may not reflect the views of Undercover Architect. Undercover Architect endeavours to publish content that is accurate at the time it is published, but does not accept responsibility for content that may or has become inaccurate over time. Mm-hmm.